It's not as if she were a, a maniac, a raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through a hundred and one movies to see before you die. As always, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me is... Don't know what... Who are you pointing at? <laughs> well, hi, okay. Nick. Nick's here, and... Cat. Cat's here. Um, this week, we probably sound very, very different, because we're actually all in three very different locations. Um, we're our all, homes. Yeah, in our people. houses. Separated. My little brother just interrupted me. Um, yeah, so I think it's now social distancing, so we're not allowed to meet up with groups of more than two people because that's against the law. So there's three of us, so we're a fair distance apart. I think meeting well, cats I'm like a long way. 600 days away. So. Yeah. Yeah, true. So that's fun. Um. So this week's episode is Psycho from 1960 um, by Alfred Hitchcock. I literally finished watching this just before we started recording. It was, I pressed, you know, the credits rolled and I called these two to do this. So it's very fresh in my mind and I can barely tell you anything that happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I watched this at the start of the week. So I've had a bit of time to think about it. And Nick's done the opposite and not watched the movie we've watched this week, but instead watched the sequel. <laughs> so, um, when we decided we were going to do Psycho, like, I had a plan to watch Shot for Shot remake from 19-something, whatever. and as we walked out, you told me, both of us, not to do that. So I figured, oh, well, I'll listen and just kind of see what else is out there. And I've heard for years Psycho 2 is amazing, so I gave that shot. Was it amazing? It's pretty good. Oh, pretty man, good. Can, like, yeah, it's, right. it's obviously not Psycho, and I was a bit... Um, I was cautious going in because I was reading a bit about it, and like obviously after like, the first Psycho came out, people were going, oh, make another one, make another one, make a sequel, and Hitchcock was always saying, no, no. Anyone, anyway, 21 years after Psycho came out, Hitchcock died. And then 22 years after Psycho came out, Psycho 2 was released. So, so it was really the thing that was getting in the way of 2 for so long was Hitchcock's presence. So, yeah, I was cautious, but I was very uh, surprised. But we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll chat about the first one first. Yep, so... um. It, it, was, it took me probably, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of screen time with a private detective to realise that he was Juror 1 from 12 Angry Men. Oh my god, oh. I did not even realise that. I was like, this guy looks really familiar. And I, I was thinking, what the hell? And then I um, just went on, the, like, you know, the cast list and clicked on it. It's like, yeah, 12 Angry Men. I'm like, of course, it's Juror 1. Like, we watched that movie, <laughs> what, two weeks ago? Not long ago at all. Yeah. And I was like, oh, of course. I suppose it's the same time. It's three years later and, you know, this movie is 
a genuine masterpiece. So it was the fifth and final time Hitchcock was nominated for Best Director and again didn't win. And I find that insane that he never won an Oscar for Best Director, yet he's regarded as one of the best directors of all time. Yeah, art adversity or whatever the term is, I guess. Yeah, and like, so it follows the story, well, it starts off with, um, what's her name? I've just completely lost it. Marion Crane. Marion Crane, there we go. My screen moved and it was just all gone. Um, who at work gets given $40,000 to go and place into the bank, but instead decides oh. to steal it and run away. Um, that equivalency, so $40,000 in 1960 is the equivalent to $351,000 in 2019, adjusted for inflation. Oops. But so, that's in USD. Yeah, in so US dollars, in yeah. So it's a lot Australian, of money. it's like half a million. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes up and Imagine she. Imagine stealing uh, that much, though. That's crazy. I know. What you doing? Like. <laughs> and in cash, too. To be fair. It was given to you're you. I mean, one person. Like. Yeah. But, like, it was given to you. What did you think was going to happen? So she runs off and ends up. Uh, she sleeps overnight on the side of the road and is then awoken by a police officer who gets kind of sus on her and follows her a bit, but she manages to kind of ditch him and it was a bit weird like that whole bit thing's a bit weird but then it moves on to she's driving late at night and it's heavy rain and she ends up stopping at the Bates Motel and that's where most of the rest of the movie takes place at the Bates Motel she meets Norman Bates a young uh, motel owner who gives her a room for the night and then things take a bit of a turn and dun, dun, dun. yeah, the the um, I read a thing, the shower the shower scene that follows. So they have dinner together in the motel because it's pouring with rain and she can't go out to the diner to get food. And she then goes to settle in for the night and she has a shower in which Norman Bates peeps on her through a peephole. And then suddenly a dark mysterious figure appears on the other side of the shower curtain and she is brutally stabbed to death in what is essentially the most iconic movie scene of all time. I would say. Like, it is the... like, movie scene. Like, it's just... It's oh, 100%. Like, yeah. from, you yeah. see any part of that scene and you know instantly where it's from. If someone says Psycho, remember, you think of yeah. that scene. Like, it's yeah. just... Yeah, Bugs Bunny... That when I was five, yeah. and I was like, oh, I know what that's from. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you might never have seen the movie, but you've seen that scene somewhere. Yeah. And I'm trying to find. <laughs> there was a fact on it, um, about it that it was just like the amount of cuts that were in it. And like, oh, you know, it was something ridiculous, yeah. like eighty something. Um. So it features 77 different camera angles and 50 cuts and 20, it took 20, uh, sorry, 50 cuts and 26 takes of the spinning plug hole. Wow. It took, so what can be described as the most famous three minutes in cinema history took an astonishingly long time to shoot. The scene was, took seven days to film. 
seven oh days. For three so minutes. Of from, three like, minutes. From walking into the bathroom to death. Yep. There you go. I read somewhere online that the that instead of using fake blood because it was filmed in black and white, it didn't show up very well with the water. Yeah. They used chocolate sauce instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was great. Also been rumored that the only reason Hitchcock wanted to make um, Psycho, so adapt it from the book, was because of the murder in the shower. Ah, there yeah, you that go. Was, that was his, just because he knew it would shock audiences. Yeah, that or? was his hook that he wanted to make it because of that one particular moment. That's Which, great. Yeah, I, I also think really interesting. It's an iconic scene because she dies like 40 minutes into the movie, yeah, 40 minutes into a two hour movie, she dies and people yeah. just would not have been expecting that whatsoever. Oh yeah. Like it's she no, kind of, you know, also back then that was the most horrifying thing in the world to see. Well, oh, true. The movie was rated R in 1984. So 24 years oh, wow. after this movie came out, it was given an R rating. That's impressive. Absolutely that... insanity. Because there's only really and that's that scene and then the, out, which is... the body at the end, and that's it. Are the only two real graphic things in this movie. That's it. That's so yeah, funny. People, people thought seeing a toilet in this was like almost as bad as seeing oh. a murder. It was the first. This was the first time... movie a toilet yeah. in it. And the first time a toilet had been heard flushing as well. <laughs> it was it was the first just toilet anything in an American movie. I feel like that's what people know Psycho from too. Like if that's like the one trivia fact yeah. about this movie that everyone knows is that it's the first movie to have a toilet flushed. <laughs> yeah, and like so this movie is adapted from Robert Bloch's novel and Hitchcock paid a mere $9,000 for the film rights. And he also made that bid anonymously. I'm not even <laughs> going to try again. I'm not even going to try a third time. Anonymously. <laughs> Thank you. Um, to keep the project right. under wraps for as long as possible because he didn't want people to know that this is what he was going to make. But in... True. Unfortunate circumstances, the ending was spoiled months before the film's release by both Variety and The Hollywood Reporter, publishing very thorough articles regarding the plot of Psycho. See, I feel like back then, like, spoilers weren't really a thing, though. No, but I feel like it's still... The twist in this movie is such a big thing. Like, it's such a big, important moment that you kind of... Yeah. I hadn't seen this movie before watching it, and I didn't really? know of the twist. Really? No, like, at all. And I didn't know the oh twist. Oh, my God. And so, like, it was – I kind of had an inkling, and I had written in my notes, like, at times where I was like, oh, I reckon it, he's got, like, a split personality or something. <laughs> um, and especially when the camera, camera panned – and only showed him carrying his mother out of the room from above. I was like, that's sus. And then, yeah, and then it was revealed. 
so wow so we actually had someone that you wow that's really surprising that you didn't like you know that wow i don't know i just never i don't know it just never occurred to me yeah, I think I might have had some frame of reference. Like, I, I, I think I knew some of it when I saw it. I, I think I was like 15 or something when I saw it at school. But, yeah, no, I, I don't think I knew the extent of it. Because, like, I never thought, oh, she, like, Marion Crane's the main character and she's in it for, like, a fair bit of the movie. Like, halfway. Yeah, about halfway, I think. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, but I, yeah, I guess like it's it's a really interesting story, and it's shot so so well. Like everything, like a lot of movies and a lot of things, you always have it. Like especially movies, you have a narrow depth of field in a lot of close-up shots, and you kind of only see the actor's expression and not really the background behind. But during this, a lot of the close-up shots have a really deep depth of field so you get the detail of everything in that shot and it adds you know there's a shot a really really nice close-up shot of norman and in the background is a taxidermied bird and that is in full focus as well Mm. and it kind of just you're exploring this man's mind at the same time like it's hitchcock's opening up to show you the weird and wacky things about this character that kind of you get this really uneasy feeling about him right from the first scene he's in. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, Even though he, yeah. like, is that typical kind of like not unattractive but not handsome and just kind of like a bit dorky, you yeah. kind of. Yeah. It's almost like he. He's trying too hard to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's real weird. He kind of... Yeah, he's just very much... that. He's very awkward. Yeah. 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 That's a good word for it. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's... And it really plays on that he is a disturbed person that has had a very disturbing life so far and... Obviously, things have happened that have led him to this point, and the whole mother issue that he has a split personality of his mother because she was so tormenting to him that she's etched into his. She's so etched into his brain that he's recreated her as a personality inside his own head after she's died. Yeah. And the, look, there was three actresses that provided the voice for Mother, and they were mixed together to find the right tone for each scene. Which I thought was a really interesting little thing. Like, you know, they really tried to get the right tone and for the Mother's voice, because supposedly he was doing, but in fact it was three separate actresses that actually provided That's really her. cool. So it wasn't, yeah, so it wasn't actually right. even him doing the voice, trying to put a female It was three female voices mixed together to try and get a right tone for each different scene and each different line that she said. That's so interesting. So what about at the end then, when you actually see him talk as mother? So the final scene, his mouth isn't actually moving. Oh, true. 
Yeah, so it's just all oh. in his head. So yeah. He's, yeah, completely yeah. motionless. Yeah. And... <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so Need this to rewatch was, it already. <laughs> um, Hitchcock's most successful film. Um, it made mm. $32 million at the North American box office during its first theatrical release on a production budget of approximately 807000 Well, a lot of studios wouldn't back it um, and they wouldn't provide funding for it. So he yeah, basically paid himself and then used his television series crew to film it. Yeah. Which is yep. really interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah, on that. So, Paramount had all sorts of cold feet regarding the project, which prompted Hitchcock to both pay for the film out of his own pocket and forego his rather substantial director's fee in exchange for 60% ownership of the film. This highly uncommon arrangement put a whole lot of money in Hitchcock's pocket. Plus, um, But after that, so the film was then... The other 40% was bought out by Universal in 1968. So Paramount now doesn't even own the film. <laughs> so I was like, whoops, sorry Paramount, you lost your chance there. Yeah, and um, yeah. so with this, Nick's obviously watched the sequel and then there's a few movies to follow and there's a remake that came out in 98? Yeah, 1998. But recently there's also a TV series called Bates Motel and which I watched the file for. Which is a prequel series to Psycho, but it does eventually catch up. So in season five, episode six, we get the first events of Well, we get the events of the movie Psycho. And in this, Marion Crane is played by Rihanna. And is in fact not killed. Spoiler alert. Ah, cool. So he actually spares her life, helps her pack her bags, and gives her advice about how to run off with the money. He then proceeds to have conversations with Mother, and when um, Sam Loomis, the boyfriend, arrives looking for her, he is instead the one to be killed. And Uh. it's... Norm, it's Norman taking his anger out on his, um, it's essentially he's taking out his father issues on Sam Loomis. It's kind of, he struggles with hallucinations through the whole episode and then Sam becomes the, like the, a murder and, um, he's not actually dressed as his mother when he kills Sam. He stresses himself. Um... And this is the first time that Norman realises he's committed a murder. So in the show, there's several murders before this, but he's always, you know... But this is the first time he realises he's done it, and he's done it as himself, not in the persona as well. So it's a really weird, kind of different take on... Like, they just completely changed so, it up. Yeah, okay. So I've never watched the first season of Games Motel, but I feel like I now I am definitely going to go back and probably watch the whole thing again. I think it's a good idea, though, because if they had fully just redone Psycho, like, essentially scene for scene, people would know what to expect. Yeah. And I think it would have been yeah. too heavily critiqued yeah. to be something worthwhile watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Apart from like I, I haven't I haven't seen anything past the pilot, but it's a very different take just in general on like the whole mother dynamic as well. Like really, like like she's a bit loopy, but really, it's Lynn and there's nothing wrong with yep. her. I think that's what they go for in the show, which I, yep. I don't know. I don't know if I like that as much, but I guess it gives him a different layer, you know, like. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't know if I keep watching it, but it's a interesting way to go with it, I suppose. Maybe just skip to season five. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So, um, but um, Nick, we should talk about Anthony Perkins, just in general, first one. Oh, that's Norman Bates. Yeah, cause we kind of skipped him. Yeah. I think he was like one of best performances like from time kind of ever yeah he's he is honestly amazing in this like it's the persona he takes on in this character is honestly terrifying and I feel like everyone else in this movie kind of comes from the old school of acting like the Speaking very yeah. normally and then getting real louder and like yeah, there's, yeah, a lot of that. But like, but he's the kind of like one of the first people to give like a real subtle like kind of endearing performance. Yeah, he, he definitely he really plays on the emotion and he really portrays that awkwardness and that sinister sort of personality that Norman Bates has and. Yeah, it's it's just it's fantastic. Like his performance is just insanity. But um so unfortunately he was diagnosed with HIV during the filming of Psycho Four and later died mm. at his Los Angeles home in nineteen ninety two from AIDS related pneumonia at the age of sixty. Yeah, God, that's nuts. Which is apparently, apparently, like, the reason why, like, he was never really cast outside of this is because, like, firstly, because he was, um, you know, everyone associated him with being Norman Bates, but also because he was gay. Like, that yeah. was a big reason why he never really broke out outside of Psycho. Yeah, there's a, um, I'm just going to looking at his filmography here. There's a lot of French stuff he did. Hmm. There's not a French movie, so he went overseas and a couple of television films. Um, he was in the Les Mis t- t- um, TV movie in 78. A couple of Dutch things, like, you know. Has he been in all the Psycho movies? He's up been until all, he died, obviously. All four, yep. As Norman as, Bates? As Norman Bates. There you go. So that was, what, 1960... Number two is in 84? 83. 83. Number three is in 86 and number four is in 1990. Hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so... Do you want to tell us about the second movie, Nick? Absolutely. So, the, um... The second movie starts with the shower scene, just because, just I suppose. 
and then it like pans to outside and the shot of the Bates house, but then it slowly during the credits it fades to color, which I was kind of like not a fan of at the start, <laughs> but I like, you you slowly yeah you, you get used to it. But um, basically, the story picks up 22 years later. Norman Bates is rehabilitated, completely fine. He's being released. Lila Loomis is there, like, kind of um, protesting it with, like, all her um, petitions she's got to kind of keep him in because they think he's going to go nuts again. But he gets out. He's completely rehabilitated. Wait, 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 wait Nick. Uh, he goes back to the moat. Hmm? Does he go nuts again? Well, let me tell you what the story is and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, he goes back to his hotel and it's been taken over by this real seedy guy and it's kind of this place where couples go to bang and do drugs and all that cool yeah. stuff. And obviously he, obviously he's very old-fashioned and reserved, so he kicks them all out and goes to take over the hotel himself. But before that, he's starts working at a diner with this very nice old woman and this young girl. And the young girl uh, comes back to the motel because her boyfriend's kicked her out and she oh, no. ends up... Um, <laughs> no, they, and they, they end up, you know, becoming real attached to each other and she's staying with him throughout the movie. Oh, no. But people start... <laughs> but people start to wind up wind up dead, including... The hotel manager and a couple of kids that break into the house to smoke weed, and we assume it's Norman, but we don't see. We don't see who it is. Is it we actually see a the figure. girl? It's definitely going it to be isn't. Norman. Hundred <laughs> percent. Actually, Jacob, before we get to that, by the end of the movie, we find out that the girl is actually Lila Loomis's daughter, who she's planted. To make Norman go nuts, and they're during the movie. They're like he's getting calls and notes left for him saying, "Kill the girl. Uh, it's me, mother. I love you. Get oh, rid of hang, her." Hang on, hang on. And the whole movie. So, Marion Crane's sister, Lila. Yes. His last name is now Loomis. Yes. So she obviously got with Sam Loomis, who was. Oh, that's weird. Her sister in the last one and got murdered. And they've had a daughter who they've then planted in their house of the man who murdered Marion to make him go crazy. Yes. What the fuck? That's the first swear word of the episode, but honestly, what the fuck? Yes. So basically, this whole movie is Norman trying to hang on to his sanity, thinking that his mother's coming back. Um, and by the end, the girl figures out, like, finds out what she's doing is wrong. So she, like, dresses up as mother yeah, to be like, it's hey, there's me. <laughs> yes, Norman, I've done the, this, the, the, like, all this shit was me, but he, like, doesn't believe it. He's like, oh, it's my mother. But right before this, we see Lila sneak into the house, try to um, dress up as mother and, like, scare Norman through the window a bit more. But as she does, uh, a mother, a big mother-shaped figure comes up behind her and stabs her through the mouth. Like, Ugh. graphic. Full on see it. Oh, my like God. You see a 
big ass knife go through her mouth. Out of her yes, out of her neck is brutal. Holy shit. Which is why Which is why I'm surprised the first one got rated R after this came out. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yep, carrying on. (laughs) Anyway. After this, the uh, the daughter whose name I forget dresses up as a mother. Say, hey, it was her name's me. Mary. Just Mary, yes, Mary dresses up as a mother. Say, hey, Norman, it's just me. And uh, he he like kind of goes a bit loopy. He's like, oh, it's you, mother. Okay, we're gonna hide you because the police are coming because obviously they found all these dead people and assume it's Norman. And mm-hmm. he kind of follows her down to the basement. She's getting scared, like kind of slashing at him. And um, then she finds the body of Lila down in the basement and she goes to kill Norman, but the police come in just in time and shoot her. So her and her mother take the blame for everything. But it All was the other actually murders. Norman. Well, after this, Norman goes home and the old woman from the diner rocks up and tells him that she's actually his mother Mrs. Bates was her sister who looked after Norman because she was in a mental asylum what? when Norman was born. <laughs> she didn't get out till Norman was taken away. And she's telling Norman all this and he goes, mm-hmm, okay, cool. And she basically conf- confesses that she's been killing all these people throughout the movie. And, like, he's totally cool. He's like... Right, okay, cool. And he gets up, gives her tea, and she starts choking on it because he's poisoned her, and then he whacks her over the head with the shovel and goes, oh, mother, you're so tired, picks her up and then takes her up to bed, and you just hear the mother's voice coming out of the room. Oh, my God. That is it's... so involved. I love it. Sorry, I just want to address it's... some character names here. Because I've just opened up the cast list for this film. Yes. Um, Mary, so Lyle Loomis yes. and Sam Loomis's daughter. Her alias at the start of this film is Mary Samuels. Her dad's name's Sam. Like. Well. No, obviously, obviously like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'll just use my dad's name. But obviously, whoever created the names of the cast was like, oh, we'll just use Samuels because her dad's name's obviously probably. Samuel. Mm. This is wild. Well, wait, did you say her last name is Samuels? Yeah, so her... Well, it's actually (laughs) Loomis, but the alias she uses is Mary Samuels. Well, the alias that... um, Not Lila, her sister used in the first one when she signed into the motel was uh, Mary Samuels. That's right, because Wasn't that it? was... Or, yeah, or was it something else? It was something Samuel's, and it was because her, you know, boyfriend at the time's name Marie was Marie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. This is... The, that's just insane. What is, I do what, like that they got um, Vera Miles back, though, to play yeah. Lila. Yeah. It's so tragic, though. He, he comes so close to just having a normal life again, but just right at the end, he just goes nuts. And it's, like, their fault. Like, if they just left him alone... Yes, yes. Then his real mother wouldn't have started killing people and it yeah. all would have been fine. Yep. Kind of 
Like, you could probably just watch it as a separate movie. Because I like the idea of him, like, in the first movie, not actually knowing that his real mother's out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he thinks that his mother is actually yeah. the dead corpse. Yeah, uh, and he does right until the end scene where the lady from the diner rocks up. But, yeah. Oh, oh well. It's it's exhausting. It's very exhausting to watch. I was like, oh, my God. And it's so brutal. So brutal. Like, look up Lala Loomis' death. Psycho 2. I really don't like, want no, to. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, like, really bad prosthetics, but, like... Still, oh. Um, so I've just looked up Psycho 3 because, you know, mm. why not? Hang on, I'll look up Psycho 4. Um, so in 1982, Norman Bates works at the motel and lives with the preserved corpse of Emma Spool, who he believes to be his mother. Local law enforcement and Norman's ex-boss, Ralph Stoller, are concerned because Mrs. Spool has been missing for over a month. Um, then goes on, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Like, it's just people come in and try to, I'm, it's like four paragraphs. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just trying to go through it and paraphrase important moments, but, um, Mother enters Maureen's bathroom later that night, intending to kill her, only to find that Maureen has attempted suicide by cutting her wrists. This shot causes Norman to reassert his personality while a delirious Maureen mistakes Mother holding a knife for the Virgin Mary holding a silver crucifix. Norman brings Maureen to a hospital and offers that she stay as long as she needs to. So, Norman was about to murder someone, but seeing that they tried to kill themselves, turned back into Norman, rather than being Mother. Um... After she is released, they begin a romantic relationship. Okay, that's... Um, yeah, well... And this this wait. one is um, directed um, by Anthony Perkins. Yeah. So he stars and directs. And it ends with... Might be worth the watch. Maureen convinces herself that Norman is her true love and return to the motel. Norman and Maureen share a tender moment at the top of the staircase when Mother shouts furiously at Norman, startling him. He loses his grip on Maureen's hands and causes her to fall down the stairs, killing her. Enraged, Norma promi- Norman promises Mother that he will get her for this. Um, Tracy enters the house and finds Maureen dead, then sees Norman dressed as Mother bearing a knife. But is unable to flee. She tries reasoning with Norman, explaining his family history. Emma Spool was his aunt, and he and was in love with Norman's father. But he married her sister. Norma, uh, Mrs. Spool, kidnapped Norman when he was a child after killing Mr. Bates, believing Norman was the child she should have had with him. When she was caught, Norman was returned to Norma while Mrs. Spool was institutionalized. Tracy discovers Mrs. Spool's corpse in the bedroom. Norman takes off his dress. Mother orders him to kill Tracy, but when Norman raises the knife, he attacks Mother instead, dismembering Mrs. Spool's corpse. Sheriff Hunt takes Norman into his scorecard. Hunt informs Norman that he may never um, release him from the institution again. Norman replies, but I'll be free. I'll be finally free. 
in the back of the scorecard. Norman caresses a trophy. He concealed the severed hand of Mrs. Spool. He strokes the hand and smiles. Yeah. Well, God. do you want to know where she wasn't the actually his mum? <laughs> yep, go for it. Well, I've heard number four. four is okay. Get ready for the first sentence of this plot because oh, it no. is horrendous. A once again rehabilitated Norman Bates is now married to a psychiatrist named Connie and is expecting a child. Oh, no. Also, this is four years after... He gets released four years after he gets arrested again, three. Like, like a a tenth almost of the time he was locked up last time. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Anyway... Um, so basically, there's a radio talk show host who is discussing the topic of matricide um, with Norman's former psychologist, and they kind of like get Norman to call the show, and then you see a bunch of flashbacks about his mother and that over the years, um, and then. What happens then? Oh, and then Norman fears that he will go insane and kill again. So he and Connie, what do they do? Hang on. I'm just trying to read really fast. Oh, Norman takes his wife to his mother's house and attempts to kill her. But Connie reminds Norman that it was his own choice to go insane and do the things he did. Um, and reassures Norman that their child will not be a monster. And he realises the truth, um, and Connie forgives him, and then impulsively sets fire to the house where all his unhappiness began. Um, And as he tries to escape the flames, he hallucinates that he sees his victims, his mother, and eventually himself preserving her corpse, and he barely makes it out alive. And then they leave, and Norman says that he's free. But then, but then... Oh, no, there's more. The wooden doors of the house cellar close on the rocking chair that continues to rock, at which point Mother screams, even breaking down crying, for Norman to release her before the screen cuts to black and the sound of a baby crying is heard. The end. So essentially they progressively get worse. Pretty much. And he has a kid and a wife in the mix. I'm not okay with this. No, leave it at the first one. Maybe the second. Leave it it at the second one. I'm okay with the second one. Cut out the bit at the end of the diner. (laughs) I reckon just watch the third for, you know, why not? (laughs) Or just watch the fourth. (laughs) No, just ignore the fourth. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm just watching Nick play on his phone through the video because he thinks I can't see him, but I can. <laughs> you can't see me. I know, don't you can know see what me, I'm mate. doing. Um, yeah, so I think of the last few movies we've watched, so we've done a couple of old ones now in recent weeks. So we did, obviously, 12 Angry Men, the Dollars Trilogy, and now we've done this. This is easily my favourite of... Oh, 100%. Like, it was so hmm. easy to watch. Oh, and... Well, it's an hour 48, but it does not feel like an hour 48. Like, it is... I could probably watch double the amount of the time to time. Oh, easily. 
and yeah, like I think, I think I can definitely say I would watch it again. Hundred percent, watch it again. Yeah, hundred percent. Like three things I liked would be there's a shot of her of the eye after she's been killed. The opening title sequence I thought was really impressive. I have that written down as one of my things. Sorry. <laughs> and then the absolute hilarity of when um, the private detective is killed and he does this really weird back step down the stairs but go, walks backwards down an entire staircase before falling over. And I just loved that. I loved every second of that. I thought that was so funny. There's, like, a, there's a kill... There's a kill in the second one, like at the top of those stairs again, and they almost do it again, like this stupid, oh, no, like, really? ooh, I'm falling down the stairs. Oh. Yeah, but instead, but instead he, like, trips. So, like, the person's been stabbed, they trip, fall over the rails, hit oh. the next set of rails down, the knife goes in deeper, and then oh. they die. <laughs> That's <laughs> worse. Psycho 2 is fucking brutal. Oh my god! I actually gonna go watch. I'm gonna go find and watch it now. I'm pretty sure it's on. Oh, please do. That's wild. Yeah. If if not, I it's worth the rental on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever. Just for those two scenes alone. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um. Yeah. So I guess do you guys want to add things you liked or disliked before we move on? I really, really enjoyed the score. Like even in the opening title sequence, it's so. Like, it just puts you on edge automatically, and you're just like, what's going to happen? Holy All shit. string instruments. Yeah. Well, that was the next thing I was going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I read somewhere that throughout the rest of the movie, other than the shower scene, it was kind of more muted down, so that in the shower scene, it was really, really noticeable that the like the music was noticeable and that it kind of had a more profound impact. Um, oh, I have a little trivia thing for you. Okay. Did either of, did either of you watch the trailer? No, actually no. I didn't. So it's basically, um, uh, Oh, no, not the trailer, like a promo for it. doesn't matter. Anyway, you know the scene where um, Mother, like, rips the shower curtain open? Yeah. And you've got the iconic, like, face screaming. So that's not actually in the movie. It's something – it's, like, was in one of the promos or something. And it's actually um, the sister dressed up in a blonde wig screaming. It's not – actually the woman who plays um marion because she was off doing something else and they were like shit we actually need this scene so it's just her dressed up in a blonde wig and so like in the posters and stuff that you can see and pictures of it you can tell that it's not actually her if you look closely wow i just just also want to make a side comment that only the three of us will understand Nick's video has changed from him looking like he's buffering in 1994. Now I can completely see him clearly. I know, and his voice became clearer too. Yeah, so well done, Nick's internet. Clap, clap, clap. (laughs) That means people are going to sleep. 
<laughs> Thank God, I'm not too loud. Um, that's funny. I mean, yeah, it is late. This is by far the latest we've ever recorded by several hours. By like 12. Yeah. <laughs> many, many hours at least. Yeah. Like... I almost was going to drink tonight too, but then <gasps> I completely forgot. We should do a drunk episode. Oh, God. That, that would be hard. We'd go for like five hours. I'd probably See, that's something you could do for like commentary tracks. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess we can move on to what we've been reading and what we're excited for. Okay, um, guys, I finished Watchmen. Oh, finally. The TV series? No, the book. Oh, uh, the yeah. graphic novel. Yep. And... I'm only up to like episode three of the... Yeah series um it was great it was so fucking weird though (laughs) like giant squid in the city (laughs) yeah be ready for that it's so weird nothing prepares you for that it really it just happened and i was like okay that's so funny other than that see because i'd seen the movie before i even like, heard of that, and I was like, giant squid? There's no squid in Watchmen, what? <laughs> yeah, there is. I think the movie is better off not having it. Back back then it was, like, you could do it now. Like, if you did it now, you'd have to do. you have to include the squid. Yeah. Like, that's but, like, back in 2009, yeah, they're definitely yeah. better off not doing that giant squid. Exactly. Yes. Um, um, other than that, I've just been re-watching Ozark, so I can watch the third season. Fair enough. Awesome. What about you, Nick? Mm-hmm. What have you been? Um, I watched Digesting Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh yeah. Wait, was it any good? Because I liked it a lot. It's actually way better than you'd think. Like yeah. it, it, like it. If you're not into Kevin Smith's previous stuff, like you probably don't get much out of it. But I was really into it. No, I've been. Looking and he's got a. Yeah, it's on, it's on Amazon Prime, but I think you need a VPN to watch it. Yeah, you would, because it's just that. in America. I can do that. But um, other, than, other than that, I want to watch the movies that have come out for rentals. Yeah. Like The Invisible Man and The Hunt and other stuff like that. Problem yeah. is, they're like $30, and I'm I like, oh, it's can cinema, I... It's like a cinema thing. Like They're trying to still make money because they can't show it at the cinema at the moment. Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like so in weird. in Newcastle, where we live, it's like there's a million movie theaters. So, like, really, tickets are only like ten to twenty bucks. So oh I'm yeah, like, they're, they're so shit. cheap because there's, all, there's like what four or three essentially within like a four kilometer radius of each other. Yeah. See, I'd pay I'd pay that without question for like Black Widow or something. Yeah, but, like, easily. I I just don't know how much. <laughs> okay, calm down. What I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying twenty dollars for the Invisible Man though to watch it once. It's thirty. It's thirty. It's even for the worse. Man. Jesus. I'm not paying that to watch it one so time. I, if I'm paying that, so I want to own it forever. Funny, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why? But, yeah, and it kind of intrigues me. To, like, that's the thing. I feel like I I should try at least one of them so yeah. they do. Do that with like bigger budget stuff. Yeah, like, encourage like Widow, people, but, um, encourage it so it happens more. But, yeah, it's just so. Watch pricey. it on YouTube. I think it's cheaper on there. 
Um, I don't know. Well, I, no, I, no, I think on Google Play it was still $30. I think that's why I saw it. Uh, that might be the American pricing, but... Yeah, yeah, no, but um, I'll, I'll definitely look into those. Other than that, oh, I've got, like, a bunch of comics I've got to read. Yeah. Yeah, and it's $30 to rent it because it should still be in theatres. Oh, my gosh, it's playing. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, hear any of that? Nope. Oh, Not okay. No. Um, anything else, Nick? Um, yeah, I've got a bunch of comics saved. I've got, I bought the first half of Old Man Quill, and I'll read that yep. and see if that's worth it, because I really liked Old Man Logan. See, I, I gave you Otherwise, a pile like, last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, you did. I've got the novelization of X-Men, There's a Future Past here, and a bunch of other stuff. I um, left it in Newcastle oh. when I left, so I don't have anything. Oh. oh, I have a Deadpool classic, but that's it. No. Yeah. Oh, I also watched um, the first. Uh oh. The oh, not <laughs> thing with the rock. Nick, we just, <laughs> we missed that whole sentence then. <laughs> you are still frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've killed Nick. Oh well, me and Cat will continue on while Nick catches okay. up. Don't tell them. <laughs> okay, Nick, turn your you, video off, mate. Yeah, I can hear you now. Turn your video off. Oh. That's like, funny. How's that? That's better. And that's better. Okay, I'll just get the video off. No, I'm still videoing. Anyway, um, yeah. So you, you something about Fast and Furious? Oh yeah, I watched that shitty spin-off movie, and it's okay. <laughs> it's just like, okay. It's, it's, it's a it's the most movie I've watched in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Like, there's just... Yeah. Yep. People okay. know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I actually kind of like the Fast and Furious series. At least oh, the first too. few I, ones. I, I... Yeah, I see, I love the bad ones, I think. Like, two's, like, my, like one of my favourites, and people hate that, apparently, but... Two's not even that bad. Nah, it's sick. See, that that's one we should get drunk for, I reckon. Yeah, let's do that. Can you Jacob looks so right unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not I don't know how people are having these. <laughs> I don't know how people are having these watch parties or whatever it is on this Zoom app, oh, but God. we'll figure that out. We will. Um, so I watched seven episodes of season seven of Brooklyn Nine Nine in a day, on a night Holy because. Shit. I tried to catch up and I've still got like two or three more to go before I'm up to date, but I binge watched that back to back for like three to a bit hours. Um, I also watched, I've been working a lot, so not much. Um, so as much of that, I watched obviously Psycho and that's kind of really it. I haven't really been doing anything except for going to work. So I've been really boring. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I will. Um, yeah, so that's me. Oh, well, we can't that's all be really cool exciting to report. It's kind of let you two go first. Yeah, fair enough. Um, um, I guess yeah. that's it for this week, isn't it? 
Sounds Pretty like much. it. Yeah, all right. So uh, thank you, everyone. That's a short one. We're doing so many short episodes. Yeah, well, we don't have much it's to say on to it. like an hour. Yeah, like, I mean, this is better than doing an hour and a half sometimes, like. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, anyway, um, thank you so we'll much We'll pick for something listening. very divisive for next week. Yes, something we'll we will. fight about. Um, we will aim to improve, obviously, recording and solutions if this doesn't sound great or whatever because we've no idea we've got two different versions of this recording like currently recording so we'll just try our best and um yes play it by ear with regulations and whatnot and try our best to get you guys an episode every week thank you so much for listening um cat where can people find us damn it i thought you had forgotten to ask me Nope. Um, it's written on my page. You can find us. <laughs> you can find us at watchitagainpod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Please. Um, if email is too old school for you, you can contact us via Facebook and Instagram. Um, our handles on there are watchitagainpodcast. Um, yeah, leave a comment. Send us a message, whatever you feel it's like. We will get back below. to you. Yeah, it's all linked below. <laughs> Cat's doing nothing else with her life, so you might even get an instant response. <laughs> oh, shut up. I've got dogs to walk. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, I am Jacob, and with me is... Cat. Who are you pointing at? <laughs> Both of you, through the internet. He at me, obviously. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and Nick. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.